We're not talking about guesstimations. We're not talking about educated guesses. We're talking about facts. If you don't have the manpower, if you can't monetize the data, if you don't have the right resources in place, or if you can't partner with somebody that can help you do that, then you're you're better off not doing it because you you'll start burning your marketing funds right. and not accomplish any goal. And then yeah. And I mean, everybody knows that you're, you're trying to serve guests and you're trying to get guests to come back more often. That's what drives your business. Customer data platforms. Today, we're going to take up this new topic. A lot of you may not have a lot of experience. Um, it's a fairly new uh, platform within the restaurant industry. Of course, it's been around in other spaces, but we want to drill down into CDP platforms. What are they? How do they benefit you? Where is the data coming from? Uh, how do you monetize that data and etc. So uh, today we're here with Kendall Ware. Kendall has been in the restaurant industry since he's been 16 years old. Uh, he's been involved in about six different restaurant brands, three different uh, industries, and most recently he's uh, headed the uh, Cinnabon and Carvel with combined uh, about two and a half billion in revenue globally and 2,000 locations. So Kendall, today uh, we want to talk about this CDP platform. Uh, we want to learn a little bit more some of these bigger brands have they done anything like that had they implemented that or was it even on their radar when um, you were running these these brands so sure. tell us a little bit more insight from the operation and the headquarters of these of these locations have sure. they been thinking about it what's been going on mm -hmm. with cdps so all have always thought about it <laughs> the execution piece is where the lack is um, now, if you go back to my earlier days, it wasn't even a thing, but sure. you found many people trying to create their own version of enterprise BI or different tools to bring in as much data as you could. But end of the day, it was it was workarounds, right? And by the time you could, if you did get it executed, by the time you did, you didn't really know what to do with it at that point. Gotcha. You had some insight, but you didn't necessarily have a way to, you know, execute the information that you had had received. Um, so that's one piece. Now. Most recently, in some of the brands that I've led, it's definitely been a part of the strategy. In a lot of cases, millions of dollars going into development yeah. of such platform. Uh, but in a lot of cases, it has not happened yet, right? Or brands are still trying to figure out who can who can they partner with or how much do they have and how much are they willing to invest in creating their own. Of course, yeah. yeah. So to kind of put things in perspective, a customer data platform it's not just a loyalty app or an online ordering app. It's not about the silos. Mm -hmm. It's about having a over the top or a deeply integrated solution where all of your customer data flows into that. Right. So now you don't have to juggle all these different pieces trying to figure out, okay, this customer is a loyalty customer, but they're also part of uh, online ordering, etc. Because right now you've got all these different app companies Again, loyalty, um, online ordering, mm -hmm. all these different POS. Not really on POS, right. but some POSs are starting to get all into that. All separate databases. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. Mm -hmm. And it's starting to become bottlenecks. Yeah. You're, you're, you're getting part of the information, but not the whole information. And this is where the benefit of a CDP comes in. It would be a comprehensive, single source mm -hmm. of truth for all things about customer. Right. Who are the customers? How often do they come in? 
what is what are their favorite items which locations do they visit mm-hmm. um, how much money do they spend what is their satisfaction score with the brand uh, how many loyalty points do they have what offers do they uh, respond to and yeah. and all of that information right. anything and everything again related to that yeah it's a business owner's dream that's exactly yeah. right so and in the past you used to have to pay all <clears throat> the things you just mentioned are individual vendors that's you're right paying them all a premium to get whatever that service is but to bring them all together if you could even do it it would cost you several hundreds of thousands of dollars for integrations to build something to support all that that's but right in today's world now it's obviously an accessible platform that exists Correct. So it's either sitting on top of whatever you're doing, or in our case, we built it deeply into right. the system. So that way it was as a foundation piece, it was already there anyway right. to begin with. So right. so that's what a CDP is. Uh, we want to touch base uh, about the data sources. How How is that data feeding into the CDP? And so uh, obviously we just mentioned that all these different apps. So if you have online ordering obviously pos is critical because it houses all that transactional data you want to make sure that feeds into it online ordering customer feedback waitlist reservation anything that is customer facing has to tie into that cdp platform and you mentioned something interesting kind of taking action i'm monetizing that data sure so i think once you get all these data sources coming in then you need to figure out how to monetize that data and how to make money from that from that transactional right. data. Think about all, all the POS companies out there, all the data that comes with, and that you're you're generating every single day, but you've never actually done anything with that. Correct. Right Now, there's minimal examples to where you, you could use some of that, but in terms of a, a seamless transition that tells you what to do or does something on your behalf, it just didn't exist. Sure. Uh, and, and the POS system is basically that gateway of all data and information about a consumer and their purchase history but the the I guess the question is where is all that going and then what is being done with that data? Correct. And I think traditionally POS companies have been, I blame them for the lack of innovation into the in in the restaurant space because, mm-hmm. you know, you get somebody like NCR Aloha. I mean, these guys just killed innovation within the space because they heavily guarded the data that should have belonged to the restaurant to begin with. Mm-hmm. They took all that data and they just said, nope, it's our data, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not going to give you access to it. Or if you want to integrate into it, you have to pay a $25,000 Aloha Connect fee. You right. have to pay a per fee per month location right. for every location that you own. It adds up. And it just, yeah, it adds up. And again, it just, it killed our innovation back in the day because... Mm-hmm. And then you decide, you're like, okay, fine, I'll pay the, you know, ransom, you know, I'll pay the per monthly fee right, right. and I'll do all that. And they'll be like, oh, well, we, we don't accept any new partners. Right. Yeah. So I think the POS is a critical part of this whole sure. thing because it has transactional data. Right. So it starts. That's that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That's where it starts. And then you don't have to rely on loyalty to know your customers because you could build you could start building customer profiles in the cdp right starting from your waitlist and reservation app right so if you do a waitlist reservation you immediately have the customer's first name last name phone number right Mm -hmm. then you see that customer on table 44 then the pos should know table 44 is Mm -hmm. is john right Right. you have a profile exactly you have a profile so now the server walks up and says hi john welcome in Right. Mm-hmm. So now, again, everybody loves hearing their name. Yep. So now you're personalizing it right mm-hmm. off the bat. Again, putting those tools in front of the in the hands of your frontline workers right. in order to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And then I think, again, unfortunately, even a lot of these POS companies today, 
haven't really caught up to that notion that uh, hey i gotta do something with this and i have to mm -hmm. give them access and they're all an expense center to that restaurant right and i think we're starting to very very slowly see restaurants saying no mm -hmm. i can't have i can't have technology be an expense technology right. has to be an investment and and again it starts with that pos so that's one mm -hmm. of the most critical points sure. but then it feeds into everything else online ordering customer feedback um i guess from your point of view like i have a I have a vision of what a CDP has to do, mm -hmm. must do, etc. But when you're thinking about CDP, what do you think? And what, how do you envision that CDP kind of helping a restaurant? Well, for the first time, you get to, I guess, market to a consumer the way they want to be marketed, right? What are they into? It's personalized. It's specific. It's specific based upon my history, right? Correct. So, by giving an operator that access, it changes the game of how you do business. Mm -hmm. Right, and unlock certain doors that you couldn't get through in the past. So, and it can be complex, but also if I look at it from the enterprise side, it's very challenging to have so many different partners <clears throat> and relationships. And you know that they're, you're all, they're all charging what they can get away with because they have one product or service. Sure. And you as an operator are paying <clears throat> that to get that access. Sure. But if you can roll all this into one platform that basically tells you everything about your consumer and the best way to market them and what drives additional transactions, you're no longer expensing uh, data entry, right? Or, right? or point of sales. You're investing in a guest acquisition and retention tool. That's basically course. what it is. That's what it comes down to. And it helps you operate your business in all the other ways that you have to, right? All the existing services and tools are still there, but they're all feeding a consistent, I guess, input about a person. That's right. And it gives you, or the server, or the operator, more tools to to, I guess, approach that guest in, in a way that stands out amongst competitors. That's right. And, you know, today you have to differentiate yourself in any yeah. form, fashion possible. So, yes, customer acquisition is one. But if you acquire the customer, you bring them back into the restaurant, mm -hmm. but they have a bad experience, they're not going to come back. Right. right? right. And there are, there are many ways to, to be notified of those mm -hmm. situations. I mean, you've got really amazing tools out there that does customer feedback to a right. point that, you know, you could you could differentiate whether the customer had a good or a bad experience mm -hmm. and then based off of that, make a decision. So, again, yeah. these automations workflows, but without having that relevant data is not going to you won't be able to do that. Sure. So I think one thing that we still haven't really pushed the boundaries of. And I think in the coming years, it's going to end up being exactly where I think it's going to go. And that is. You, you know the customer, mm -hmm. you know how much money they spend, you know how often they come in, you know how loyal they are to your brand based on the visits and LTV, the lifetime value. Right. And you have the satisfaction rate, satisfaction rating, so that you know how satisfied they are with the brand. And I think a CDP needs to get to a point where it cross-references that customer with the social media po uh, profiles mm. and says, you know what, Kendall's got half a million subscribers or followers on Instagram. One day. And, you know, exactly. Right? <laughs> so uh, has all these followers and he's a very high LTV customer, spends mm. a ton of money. His satisfaction rate is 95% with the brand. And then turn around 
and use that information to reach out to Kendall and say, hey, we're looking for a brand ambassador mm -hmm. and we want you to be that because right. you're a highly satisfied customer, because you spend a ton of money and we know you're going to charge 25 grand, but would you mm -hmm. do it for X, right? right 25 right. minus something. So again, yeah, the likelihood of somebody doing that will be a lot higher than mm -hmm. just going out there and finding And it's more authentic. Absolutely. <laughs> you're finding somebody who actually loves your brand that's right. and is a true consumer of that brand. <laughs> So that's where the data can come in. That's that's the difference a CDP mm -hmm. platform can make. And again, if it's not actionable, it's useless. Right. So if you have to, uh, uh, CDPA does not equal CDPB. Mm -hmm. So somebody can, uh, you know, you've got online ordering companies right. saying, oh, we're a CDP. It's like, no, you're not. You don't have, you just have online ordering. You don't have customer feedback. You don't have mm -hmm. waitlist reservation information on there. You're just focused on that online ordering customer. Right. And then it's confusing the heck out of these restauranters because they're like, I already have a CDP. Right. And it's like, no, you're just, you're in one silo of it. You can't, right. these, this information has to be tied back across all these mm -hmm. channels that the customer is using. And right. that is a CDP. And then once you, once you get into those, some of these CDPs that are doing that, they're gathering their information and they're saying, all right, good luck. Now go integrate it into MailChimp, this X, Y, Z to send emails and go integrate it to some other platform that mm -hmm. you can send text messages, etc. Yeah. So you're not getting the full picture of that consumer. That's right. Well, either you're not getting the full picture or now you got to go spend more money elsewhere and mm -hmm. you got to figure out how to monetize that data. Right. So right. I think there's still a lot of hiccups in that CDP within the within the space. But I think eventually it'll get to that point where it can be fully automated. So the moment the customer is tagged, mm -hmm. then you know what they liked, you know what what their satisfaction is. Right. And you know how long they waited in line. Uh, again, you have all the information to create all these different flows that allows them to do, again, kids eat free campaigns or uh, we miss you campaign or birthday right. specials, all of that. Well, speaking of uh, awesome. Well, Thank you. There you go. Perfect timing for a coffee. <laughs> so uh, that that's where we're going. Uh, next topic I want to touch base on is can CDP save restaurants money? I really think that uh, I'll let you answer, but I wanted to jump in before that. Uh, I don't think CDPs are designed to save you money. Thank you. Right. So right. don't think of a CDP as cost saving measures because yes, it can save you money, but that's not the intended purpose. You want to make sure that you use the CDP information in order to increase sales and revenue. Because right. no matter no matter how much you save, it's going to be peanuts compared to the revenue that gets increased by using the data within the CDP. So don't focus on pennies, count the dollars. Right, right. What are what, What's your take on that? I agree because something like this sounds amazing and i think anybody would love to have it so usually those are the things that require an investment that's right right and actually it's, you it's know, not designed to save you money now over time can you find efficiencies in your course, total yep. spend absolutely can you find more ways to offset because now you have you know one vendor one partner or a simplified version then yes gotcha and i agree i think we will come to that point as well but the the most important part of implementing that CDP is to get the data, monetize it. And I think where majority of CDPs, almost all CDPs, I, I haven't seen, to date I haven't seen one that finishes the life cycle right. 
and that is measure the return on investment. Mm. So Kendall came in, he um, spent this much money, we learned his profile, mm -hmm. we sent him an email marketing campaign. Did he come in or did he not come in? You know, yes, some people will gather that. And then more importantly, what where they're missing is if he came in, how much did he spend because of that campaign? Right. I think right. The, the whole <clears throat> life cycle, absolutely. Yeah. Actual return on investment. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about guesstimations. We're not talking about educated mm -hmm. guesses. We're talking about facts. Right. You know, right. I gave you a dollar. Did you spend $2.56 mm -hmm. or $2.57? Right. So I think that's where the value of that CDP will come in. And that if, if you complete the life cycle with a great CDP, then that will that will be a game changer. Mm -hmm. And I think cost, I think the cost has come down drastically. You know, nowadays it's not going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to implement a CDP platform. You yeah. could get up and running for a few thousand bucks upfront right. just to get everything kind of put in, implemented, and there'll be hundreds of dollars per location per month yeah. to implement that CDP. So I think the cost has gotten reduced to a point where it's really affordable to do that. Yeah. But then now you have to deal with, all right, I'm going to buy this CDP and then I have to go through all these different vendors and do these integrations. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if somebody changes their code or makes an update, it's going to break the entire platform. So right. I think that's where that's where I believe integrations are very difficult to manage and operate because one person will make one change and then it takes down six different applications. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's awareness in general is an opportunity. Most people just aren't aware this exists or to your point, they are investing a lot of money to build something, but now it's available. It's there, yeah. right? There, there's options. And I think those who have built those platforms are now and for a surprise because mm -hmm. you've got companies who are specializing on a CDP platform right. that are doing 10 times better than your homemade recipe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, what do we do? Do we continue throwing money on this platform that is in-house that we built or do we go out there and just right. cut our losses and go to a subscription base and yeah. then get somebody else whose expertise is, mm -hmm. is in that? Yeah. And I mean, everybody knows that you're, you're trying to serve guests and you're trying to get guests to come back more often that's what drives your business but we've never had access or the ability to talk to them the way they want to be talked to we haven't sure. had that access and so you know you think back it's like wow all those times we marketed something or put out a campaign no matter how much data research you did it technically was a shot in the dark Absolutely, you're just hoping yeah. to capture as many people as you could that would come in for that promotion or that thing but how many people did you miss out on because you couldn't talk to them with relative data and information that yeah. reached them in a way that got their attention. Because you're focused on your loyalty customers because yeah. that's all the data that you yeah. had. But again, a CDP also is important to differentiate that. That brings up actually a very good point that CDP is not a loyalty application. Right. And by the way, when we say a loyalty app, we mean a loyalty program. So you can't, you can't say, oh, we have a CDP. It's our loyalty program. Right. Because it feeds online ordering and it feeds, I don't know, point of sale, and whatever else, right? right? But it's still not feeding in the customer satisfaction. It's sure. still not feeding in the waitlist reservation app. It's not feeding in the third party stuff mm -hmm. or, or whatever else, right? These right. are just some examples. And I think that's where you need to be very careful to actually have a platform that's designed intended to do that and not, mm -hmm. not just rely on loyalty customers and right. then mass market to subsection of mm -hmm. your customers. Why? Because that's all you have. Sure. You could you could absolutely build 
customer profiles from all these different apps mm -hmm. and gather that information and build that profile without that customer ever becoming a loyalty app. Right. And actually a great example is Google. Mm. They, uh, day yeah. one, they started building they started saving all the information about every single search. It didn't matter if they knew who you are or not. That that was irrelevant because they knew eventually three, five, ten years down the road, you're going to make a mistake and you're going to log in on Chrome to your YouTube or to your Gmail or to whatever one of the apps that they own. Yeah. And because of that, now five years of history is tied back into you. Right. And I think that is the approach that I think makes the most amount of sense. And that's what we're doing. But if you if you don't keep track of that data if you just kind of mm -hmm. discount that data because they're not a loyalty customer right then you're in for a big surprise because now you lost out on 80 percent of your customers sure sure yep, scary thought absolutely <laughs> yeah so next thing is how can cdp make marketing effective so we've been talking about personalized marketing etc so i guess run us yeah. through how how marketing will be different using a cdp yeah, because now you're tying in the behaviors. And so instead of one message fits all, right, and trying to drive someone in, as we discussed, you can also now look at their frequency. And if somebody, let's say, has been a lapsed user, for example, you create up your own automations that help bring people back in. So if it's been 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, you can have an automatic tool that helps bring them back in or remind them what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, or it's based upon what I purchased. <clears throat> and so if you're running a special on that item that is you know, pertaining to me, great you have my interest and especially if you're automatically sending me text messages or communications that you know draw me more so towards your brand you're getting a higher return on whatever that investment was absolutely yeah. um and, and again more and more people more and more companies the amazons of the world yep. are finding ways to do that which is why they own their marketplace um and that's so that's why they make billions order. and billions that's how they <laughs> right. you know we talked uh, on another topic that stood out that you said you know diapers show up in the, <laughs> the house they always know when my kids need diapers yeah, yeah. so <laughs> again it's having these data yeah. platforms that you know i think they're pushing the boundaries beyond yeah. obviously the restaurant industry the restaurant industry has been very much behind mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. adoption of technology anyway and if if pandemic had not happened Right. I highly doubt that the restaurant tech space will be where it is today. Right. Uh, right. I, I personally was excited. Absolutely. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. I figured by 2025, maybe they start picking up and everything, but not this quickly. But they were mm -hmm. forced to adopt or. Right. They lost go all revenue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or lose all the revenues. So, but to that point, it helps personalize those messaging based right. on that information. Right. Yeah. And that's and what I people think, appreciate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because nobody wants to be, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you don't you don't care about the steak specials, right? right? If you're right. not if you don't have kids, then who cares if kids eat free or not eat free? That's not going to drive me back into the restaurant. Yeah. And I think you touch on something else. These automations right now, we're at this pivotal point in artificial intelligence, machine mm. learning. And I know everybody's talking about that. But right. Right. Unless and until it becomes something that can be monetized, it's it's useless. Yeah. yeah. Cool is not cool <laughs> not in business yeah, right yeah in business ultimately if you're making an investment you want an roi right. you want some sort of a you're making an investment to make a return and you're not a non-profit restaurant right. so i think a lot of people are figuring out ways to do that and i personally believe that in the next maximum 24 months you're gonna have and this technology exists today now anyway you could have 
you can have all these data sources mm -hmm. feed into a CDP platform. Mm -hmm. The CDP is deeply integrated into email marketing, text messaging, right. push notifications. And then these automations are created where if you're a first time visitor and you join the waitlist, you get that text message that says, mm -hmm. hey, thanks for visiting. How was your experience today? Right. 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 Or if you haven't been in there uh, for, let's say, 90 days and the automation kicks in and it's like, mm -hmm. hey, we noticed you haven't visited. Mm -hmm. Is everything OK? Give us your feedback. Right. 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 And then building on top of that and being able to track the effectiveness of mm -hmm. each campaign, not on a, of course, on a campaign level, right. but also deeper down on a customer per customer yeah. level. Helps you understand where to spend more of your money. That's right. So, yeah. and I say you should try everything once, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's going to lose money or not. It, it, the cost should be almost irrelevant. So you should right. try everything once. If it, if it becomes a loser, great, cut it out. You tried it. Now, you know, it doesn't work. Don't right. try it again. And then double down on your winners. Yep. Take the funds that you spent on that cut the losers out and double down on the winners. Right. And eventually you'll figure out what works for you, what mm -hmm. works for your customers, for your brand, for your restaurant. And then again, that's when you start pouring fuel on that and, right. and really take off. But these fully automated systems are going to be a game changer. Right. It's going to come to a point where the guys, like even today we have chat GPT, but you've got somebody who doesn't know how to type into chat gpt <laughs> right and i heard a funny thing that said you know the english majors are going to win because they know how to effectively communicate mm -hmm. uh, but they got only as just, good as the input that's going into it that's yeah. absolutely right it's only as good as the input so yeah. now you got somebody that doesn't know how to spell doesn't know how to use grammar mm -hmm. and says one thing but chat gpt translates it into something different and output some junk right and then right. you've got this english major who knows effectively how to communicate mm -hmm. and he's going to put the same thing in but proper right input gives him a really outstanding output yeah yeah and i think again in the next 24 months it's going to become who knows how to use these tools mm -hmm. the most effective way possible and those companies are gonna just catapult to the moon yeah. and everybody else will just get left behind not to go off topic but a lot of people are concerned about the jobs that it's going to eliminate. Sure. But while it's eliminating certain jobs, like the average copywriter or maybe a social media content producer, you know, those those type of, of roles in the copywriting space, yes, it may be eliminated, but it's also going to create new roles. Absolutely. So now people are going to be hiring somebody with GBT in their title, most likely, right? Yep. Someone who can manage that, who knows exactly how to input that social media copy the right way to get it perfected to where it's clear and concise. To then go share with the masses. That's so right. like it's going to create new roles at the same time that it's eliminating new roles, or at least require people to have a certain skill set to be able to utilize and execute these new tools. That's right. And I think another point to note out and note that is I think critical. You as a restaurant owner, you're not going to be able to just implement a CDP platform six months later have. Uh, a machine learning tool come in and just you're off to the races and right. you're the most profitable restaurant brand. That data that you have, you're going to have to have at least 12, 24 months of data across, right. you know, tens, if not hundreds of locations for mm -hmm. that machine learning algorithm to become effective. Right. You can't train it on, you know, a small subset of data. So the more time you wait to implement a CDP platform, then the more difficult it becomes for you mm -hmm. to make sense of the data and the more you have to wait because you're missing the key components of it. Or yeah. worse yet, then you have, you're feeding in loyalty data, you're feeding in some data here, some data there, 
but you may be missing some data, customer right. feedback, waitlist reservation, let's say, etc. Right. So now the machine learning tool doesn't have the full picture of that customer. Mm -hmm. So it makes a decision that doesn't make sense that the human may right, not right. otherwise make. Right? Sure, sure. So I think there's a lot of changes are, are coming are coming down the pipeline for every industry, not just restaurants, but this AI tool, I think at the tail end of it, restaurants will absolutely benefit from it because of these personalizations and these automations where, mm -hmm. again, you've got you've got these automations set up and you don't have to do anything. Right. Customer right. comes in, magic happens on the background, emails go out, texts go out, marketing go out, goes out, and then the ROIs get generated. It, it'll become a fully automated platform where right. you don't have to worry about sales and marketing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's so, needed. Uh, how to get started with these CDP platforms? Any any thought? Any? Got to go explore. Got to go get educated yeah. on them. Understand them. Understand the value it can bring. Understand what options can pertain to your individual business. Um, and I think it's just worth it. It is going to be an investment. No matter how you look at it, it's going to cost more money. Uh, but what's the value it's going to bring and how much more revenue can it drive for you? And again, some of these things aren't going to be a direct correlation in the same given month, right? It's going to take some time, but as your consumers start to get more exposed to the individualized marketing approach you have, they're going to become more and more engaged over time. That's right. It's going to lead yeah. to more and more traffic, more and more visits, etc. And I think the individual tools would be critical. Yeah. So you need to make sure that whatever tool you use, whether you go over the top, you know, in an OTT fashion, or if you if you pick a platform that already has CDP built in, mm -hmm. the the decision will be, uh, you. I guess the restaurant owner will have to dig in and, and figure that out. But yeah. those integrations will play a key role and making sure that the data feeds straight in to that and from all the sources. And again, most importantly, obviously it has to be transactional, otherwise right. the data is useless. But We've, we've kind of gotten past that point, but making it actionable. Sure. A CDP that just gives you the data and says, all right, now go figure it out. No, right? it's going to go nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. And most people have seen that side of it where they get a lot of access to certain components, but it just sits. Or you try to spend your own development time on creating something that spits out some actionable data, but at the end of the day, it, yeah. it's not sustainable. You just go back to that loyalty app yeah. where you implemented a loyalty app, you've yeah. got a That's easy. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just like, what what to do with that data? Right. Or mass market, right? right. And, and again, we should touch base on that. You don't want to implement a CDP platform and then turn around and mass market. Right, right, right. It defeats the purpose. It defeats yeah. the purpose. Save money, save yeah. time. Don't even bother. Right. Just keep doing what you're doing. If, if you don't have the manpower, if you can't monetize the data, if you don't have the right resources in place, or if you can't partner with somebody that can help you do that, then you're you're better off not doing it because you, you'll start burning your marketing funds right. and not accomplish any goal. And then you'll tick off the customers because of mm -hmm. you know, irrelevant marketing and then non-personalized messages. And again, it drives them away anyway. Sure, so. sure. All right, great. Any other uh, tips, pointers, uh, anything that you foresee how this is going to change the industry in the, in the coming years? What do you what do you want to leave the audience with? It's coming whether we're ready for it or not. Agreed 100%. I mean, <laughs> that's a great happen. point. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. More, it's a more freight people. train at this stage. Yep. It is yeah. going to become the norm. And this is just another example of where like ChatGPT, People are getting nervous, yep. they get overwhelmed, and so they either 
just ignore it. Yeah, they tune out. <laughs> right. Um, or those who are going to really succeed are the ones who dive into it head first and say, hey, I don't care what this changes, what it costs. I know I got to do this if I want to be relevant two, three, four, five years from now. So dive into it, understand it, do the research. Um, don't just listen to us, right? <laughs> There's yeah. more and more course, avenues yeah, out there you yeah. should go go listen to and understand, but it's coming. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to be a part of it or are you going to be the one that missed out on it? Of course. But yeah. it's not going to disappear. It's not like a trend where, oh yeah, you know, personalized automation and marketing was a trend back in the day. No, yeah. it's going to be the wave of the future. And there's going to be something that sits on top of that that's even better. Who knows how many years out? Right. So it's just, it's part of the evolution of, of the industry and how all businesses are going to be doing business in the short term. I agree. I, I think another great example of that AI is all these voice AIs that are coming out that are allowing you to free up your staff and just send that order and do really good job for most most part do a really good job at taking that order right. and then just injecting it into the POS system mm-hmm. and then game over, right? Like you don't even have to worry about it. And now you freed up the staff's time so they're not answering calls or <laughs> you didn't divert the call to some call center somewhere where, you know, now more cost, more expense, right. more right. layers of failure, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, and then again, that robot comes in, does the job, does it the same way every single time it doesn't ask for a raise. It doesn't call in sick. It doesn't get hungry. It <laughs> right. doesn't take breaks. None of that, right? And we were talking earlier, even for us, we, we put in an automation actually. So a quick story on that, on how effective these things can be. Yeah. We've got a lot of examples in the restaurant space. So we've got some videos that we actually shot here at this restaurant that we're at that showed the difference between manually inputting a third-party delivery or integrating it into a PO sure. system or taking orders at the table with a handheld or mm-hmm. doing it the traditional way through the pony still system mm-hmm. same thing with taking payments and the difference is incredible over a eight hour shift in a server they could save 50 minutes by just having wow. a handheld it's huge it adds up it's a yeah. huge saving Right. And for us, we put in an automation that every time we created these projects, we had to create these eight, eight different tasks, mm-hmm. different deadlines for each one assigned to different people right. with different description, titles, everything. It was manual. manual entry. Yeah. Yeah. So three years ago, uh, we had somebody that just sat there, did it. Sometimes I forgot. Sometimes I put the wrong description. Sometimes I put the wrong deadline, yeah. assigned it to the wrong people. And it just became a problem because right. every misstep cost us time, resource, money. So we actually put in an automation in place. And now, literally, if somebody was really good, they would do it in 15 to 20 minutes minimum. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes to create all the different tasks, copy, right, paste, etc. Right. Now it happens in a split second. Incredible. But yeah, that's you where hit, things are going. That's, that's how everything well, is evolving. 100%. Yeah. So you hit create project. By the time that the page refreshes to the project detail, which mm-hmm. is like split second, all eight You're tasks is created. Yeah. The the beautiful timeline is created mm-hmm. and it shows you everything that you needed to know. And it's right. assigned to the right staff. It's done exactly the same way. And by the way, we've never had to pay that automation to do anything. Right. And that right. automation, again, never called in sick or any of that. And I think absolutely. So the, these things are happening now today. You know, I, we've got a lot of other examples that of the tools that we are using internally to gain an ad, edge, an yep. advantage over our competitors because they're still trying to sit down manually right, do right, these things, right. right? So I think in the restaurant industry, yeah, you guys have got to embrace this. This is not a a, a trend that's gonna 
die down. No, this has been proven started. by the big guys, mm -hmm. by again, all these big businesses, Amazon, uh, Meta. Uh, that's how they made billions and billions without mm -hmm. owning a taxi. And they've also trained billions of people that this is an expectation. That's right. Yeah. So now they've so, set that expectation right. and the consumer is expecting it. And if you don't deliver, mm -hmm. they'll go somewhere else or worse yet, your competitor will steal them because they're more effective right. and they're right. personalizing right. it to that. So I think the CDP is going to be a game changer for I think this will be the future of the restaurant space. 100%. And anybody who doesn't adapt and start looking into the CDPs and and again implement the best of class in that mm -hmm. that is fully automated mm -hmm. that will take the input crunch it make it actionable take the action measure the mm -hmm. return on investment on each individual one is really going to suffer and it's right. going to just get left behind yep yep it will happen. perfect so yeah. this was a CDP customer data platforms. We hope you found the information helpful and stay tuned for our next episodes. And again, thanks for tuning in. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Kendall. Here at Milagro, we've solved all of these complex problems of the loyalty and the integration and everything that we've discussed in this podcast. So if you're interested to learn more, contact us and schedule a demo.